welcome to the Voice of Aged Care podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Badgick-Smith, and in over a decade, I have helped to improve mental well-being of hundreds of older Australians. This podcast offers an authentic insight into well-being in late life, practical tips for those who support our elders, and all the inspiration to keep you going. I truly believe that every older person has a number of strengths that can be uncovered and promoted to help the older person achieve better mental well-being despite the changes in their health status. Hey, today I wanted to talk about getting upset when an elderly client dies and and how we process that. When I run training sessions, this topic comes up quite often and sometimes, you know, it's, it's not clear as to how we should respond or what we should do when this happens or, you know, what is there a right or wrong way to go about it? So today I wanted to talk about workplace grief and loss and, you know, Elderly client passing away certainly falls under the umbrella of that. But also, you know, when you lose a colleague or family members of clients, workplace grief and loss is basically associated with number of losses that can occur in workplaces. And the death of a client is obviously the most common one that occurs, but it could be other sources as well. So today I really wanted to take a minute to talk about how we respond, how body and how our soul and how we respond to when a client passes away, why it's important to acknowledge your own grief in those settings, how we process grief. And then I wanted to um, finish up the episode by talking about some of our own self-care strategies and rituals that we do, as well as talk about your purpose and, and why you do what you do. So just this morning I I saw one of my colleagues, another psychologist, wrote something on social media and she said, when our clients die of old age and natural causes, it always leaves sadness in her heart. And, you know, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that it is okay, it is normal to have an emotional reaction when client passes away and how we acknowledge it and how we process it is important because... It allows us to, to build our own resilience around it. Now, often people think, oh, you know, because you work in aged care, you deal with death and dying all day, every day. It, it's not really the case. In my experience in over a decade, I've actually only had opportunity two or three times to, to sit with someone who was dying. And more often than that, I've had experience of not knowing that someone has passed away for a few weeks. If I was away, not on site, on holidays coming back on site and say, oh, you know, this person passed away. Oh, and this person passed away. Oh, in last month, we've had five deaths in this facility and in home care settings as well. Just like birth, it can be, um, we don't know exactly when the person is going to pass away. For some people who are in palliative care, they could, the process can be, you know, over days, weeks. And for other people, it can just seem like a drop of a hat that they passed away very suddenly in their sleep or they've had an accident or something has happened. So I guess, you know, what I'm trying to say is that we can't really prepare for that. You can't really 
have a discussion with a person, with your client, and 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 say goodbye in anticipation that is your last conversation because it may not be. It may not be your last conversation. You might have three more times that you see them, and so we don't know when is the last time we're going to see someone. We don't know when is the last opportunity that we get to interact with them. And so I think that, you know, this topic just highlights the, the importance of really, you know, I know it's a, it's a big cliche, but really cherishing every moment for what it is. And if you see an opportunity to tell your client that you think that they're being brave, if you think they're being strong, if you appreciate their wisdom, their quirky sense of humour, say it to them. Use opportunities in your day-to-day interactions to build better rapport, to build better and stronger working relationships with your clients by sharing with them, you know, what impact that they've, that they've had on you and how their interaction, their approach to life, their quirky sense of humour has made an impact on you or how you have build that rapport with them. I think that that's really important that, you know, it's not something that we need to say for moments when the person is not well or if, you know, if they're approaching end of life, use those opportunities to share that with a person. I think that's really, really important. And in saying that, it's also important to acknowledge how you process that grief because we are not all going to process it the same way. We are not all going to process it at the same time or at the same place. Now, in residential aged care settings, I know over the more recent years that education has been given around grief and loss, how that's processed, what happens when the person passes away, if there's an opportunity to do a guard of honour when the body's leaving the facility, you know, if, if they have religious service on site, if they have chaplains or if they have spiritual assistants from different, you know, um, or leaders from different cultural backgrounds, if they've got ministers, if they're going to have a service, all those opportunities. But I think it's so important also in how you process it within yourself. At the end of the day, when you finished your shift, when you will leave your workplace, if it, if it is an aged care home, or if you work in a home care setting and you, you know, just got to get notification that, you know, Bob passed away, how you process that? Because you're not going to be driving out there to that home again. You might not know when the funeral is or just how how you process that and go, oh, you know, I had Bob as my client, but now I've got someone else on my list and I've got a new client and you just kind of move from one client to another or in residential care, you know, that room is now being emptied. Someone else is going to move in. C'est la vie, life goes on. It's just I think that the, the workplace grief and loss has that accumulative effect on. And I think that, you know, it builds up, it builds up. And if we're not dealing with it in a timely manner, and if we're not dealing it in a way that we are helping our bodies process what is going on, it can lead to more stress. It can lead to more burnout. It can lead to more of the intention to want to leave that workplace. So I think that for your own sake and for your well-being, it's really important to tackle this from, from day to day and to process what is going on and to build some of those rituals and self-care strategies that can help you process what is going on. So I said, you know, just before how it's important to cherish every 
moment that you might have with a client and how it's important to acknowledge what they're going through and to use opportunities to share with them just how what an impact they have made on you and your life. And, you know, I, I know each one of you who are listening to this can take a moment and reflect on a couple of clients that you have really built good relationship over the years and that their death has really saddened you and has really, really upset you. And that, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that that is normal, that we are human beings. So regardless if you meet someone in a professional setting or in a personal setting, if you've had that connection with the person, it really can be quite upsetting when they pass away. Personally, when I, you know, have lost a couple of clients, I remember that the first client I had really good rapport with when she died quite unexpectedly. I was quite upset for days after that because, you know, I was still young back then and I, you know, I always thought that you could prepare yourself for death a bit better and that you would know when the person would be passing away and that you would, you know, do it in a some sort of sequential way. But it was not the case. And what really helped me process that at that point of time was the, the self-care strategies that I started doing back then, which I still maintain now. And, you know, it's not walks on the beach or having bubble baths or getting my nails done. It is really about taking a few moments for myself, setting up a little place in my house where I just have some nice vases or flowers where I light a candle, we usually, you know, have to keep that away from the kids so that they can't get it. And where I just think about that person for a minute and just say a quiet prayer and, and, and hope that they're in a, in a better place. And, you know, I might just pick some flowers even from my garden or from a walk around the neighborhood. And then having that opportunity just even for, you know, two to three minutes just to stop and take a minute to remember that person is really important. This episode is proudly brought to you by the Beyond Reluctant Move book, Practical Approach to Wellbeing in Residential Aged Care Facilities. Let's together beat the myth that depression and dementia are a normal part of ageing. Grab a copy today from wisecare.com.au. That ritual that I've now been doing for over a decade has really helped me process how sacred and how special it is working with the aged population and how maintaining those little practices in our day-to-day lives can really help us process what is going on. Because you might be off work when the client dies and you come back and someone else is in their room in a nursing facility or you might, you know, just see that your schedule has changed in home care setting which doesn't really give you much of an opportunity to, to talk about what has happened and, and, and your workmates who may have already processed what has happened or they may have, you know, some of them may have gone to funeral or, you know, with COVID they may have tuned in via Zoom to the service or watched it live or remotely. So they may have gotten their closure themselves or perhaps they were not that close to the person. So when you say, oh, you know, what happened to Mary? I'm very sad that she passed away they may have already dealt with it. So I think it's really important to acknowledge for yourself what has happened and what the impact has had on you personally through your own strategies of self-care and rituals that you do every day, even if the client doesn't pass away. Every day when you get home, when you have a shower, just imagining that all your work worries washed away 
and go down the drain, it can really help you create that, that mental space, that routine and that the nature of, of the work that we do that just requires that disengagement. And just like people, you know, when they say they put their uniform on, they put their workloads on, they go to work, how they put on their coat, their the energy and or the enthusiasm for the work. I think it's equally important at the end of the day just to visualize that you are disengaging in the same way and that you are putting aside the worries and the stresses that have happened. And if you have experienced workplace grief and loss that day, and if you have experienced, if you lost a client that day, and having those that, that little ritual. So for some people, it might not be, you might not need to do what I'm doing with the candles and with the flowers. You might take a walk, you might do some exercise, just something that allows you that mental space to process what has happened is so, so important. And then, you know, lastly, I wanted to spend a bit of time talking to you a bit about, you know, what is your purpose and why do you do what you do in enriching, you know, lives of the elderly? There's so much misconception about working with the elderly that people you know, all people are depressed, they're all sad, they all have dementia, they all just want to die. And that is not the case. And I guess you're you're so important in what you do and being able to enrich the lives of elderly who, you know, who need your help because they're not as fit, as healthy as they used to be. And what you do is so, so important. And so, you know, do not take it lightly that or brush aside, you know, your your own need for nourishment, for self-care, for recharging, for being able to switch off at the end of the day. And I know that COVID times have been so challenging and that you, you know, your work schedule has changed, wearing PPE all day long, wearing a face mask now for years, you know, is exhausting, especially when you're working with people who, you know, are approaching end of life, who their hearing might not be as good, their vision might not be as good, they might not be able to hear what you're saying, you know, and see your facial features behind the mask. So I know the extra toll that it's had, and especially, you know, the extra hours that people have had to put in because of staff shortage, because of people being off work, but people being sick with COVID themselves, the impact that it's had on their stress levels, on their exhaustion, on their own self-care. I think now is the time, more so than ever, just to take a minute for yourself to reflect what is going on, to be able to look at a little bit more, you know, holistically from a bird's eye point of view, just what is what is going on? What do I need to do to achieve today? And what do I need to do to protect and to look after myself? And you know, I, I know plenty of home care workers, you know, go, oh yes, I need a you know fortnightly massage. I go for walks with my clients, I do this and that. And I think that it's not necessarily about having a lot of time, spending a lot of money on your self-care strategies. It's just these little rituals that you need to embed into your daily life, be it listening to your favorite music when you drive to work or after work, you know, speaking to your colleague or listening to a podcast, spending a bit of time just functioning at that that spiritual level, functioning at that mindfulness level or, you know, the, the disengaged level where you just go, you, you don't know where you are, what time it is, what you're doing, you know, just disengaging is so, so important. And so I hope that this 
episode has highlighted to you it is normal to get upset when your client passes away, that, you know, grief is part of our lives, both personally and professionally, that it's important to acknowledge that your grief, regardless if the person passed away when you were there, if you were holding them hand, their hand or they passed away two weeks prior to that and you didn't know and, you, you know, they already had the funeral or they chose not to have funeral, to acknowledge the impact of that loss, to share with the person when they're alive what that relationship means to you, you know, not wait for the moment when they're dying to actually say that to them, to cherish every moment for what it is, that, you know, processing grief is individualised and that it is something that we all have a different journey that we embark on, that your self-care strategies and rituals are important and that you need to practise them on a regular basis for your own health, well-being, your stress levels, to reduce the risk of burnout and to take a moment every day to review your purpose, why are you doing what you're doing and just how beneficial your job and your role is to enriching the lives of the elderly. And I think that when you take that all on board to acknowledge that we all are humans, we all have emotions and we all get upset when a client dies, and that that is normal and that is okay, and to look for opportunities where you can connect with like-minded people to be able to process that, be it in your workplace, be it in your spiritual meetings, be it you know, in your yoga classes, in your mindfulness, that death is part of life and that everything will be okay. That is another episode of The Voice of Aged Care done and dusted. Make sure you don't miss out when I release the next episode by becoming a subscriber on over on your podcast app of choice. And if you can, please leave a review too. I'd love to know what you're thinking of this podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is head straight to wisecare.com.au and check out my top downloaded resource. Five facts about me, which can drive better engagement with the elderly client regardless of your role in their lives. I'll see you at the next episode.